0: This is the Who's Your Ag Today Thursday podcast on January the 11th, 2024. Good morning, I'm Andy Eubank. Coming up today, C.J. Miller and Sabrina Halverson on the news, including a major merger announcement in Indiana. And all of ag watching government funding debates in D.C., The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com for more or stop by your local branch. Also on the podcast today, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with details about that major winter storm possibility. And yesterday, grain and oil seed markets quiet before the USDA Friday reports. Analysis on the way with Tom Fritz here on Hoosier Ag Today.
1: At First Farmer Farmers Bank & Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for, day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank & Trust, Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender.
2: From seed, grain, and feed companies to crop protection, farm implements, and technology, agribusiness is all around us here in Indiana. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. At ACI, our sole focus is on the needs of our members. We advocate, educate, inform, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org, the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness.
1: Co-Alliance and Series Solutions, announcing a merger, and concerns among ag leaders over the budget battle in Washington. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Your Ag Today. A big announcement on Tuesday as Indiana-based ag and energy companies Co-Alliance Cooperative and Ceres Solutions Cooperative have announced they're merging into one company. We will have a new name, Keystone Cooperative, and it's going to bring our farmer shareholders great value. And that's Kevin Still, the current president and CEO of co He'll be the president and CEO of the new Keystone Cooperative when the companies merge on March 1st. Jeff Troykey, the current CEO of Series Solutions, will become an executive vice president of Keystone Cooperative. Troiky says the new cooperative will bring an even greater benefit to its members.
3: We've known each other a long time, two very, very, very successful cooperatives looking towards what's best for the future for our owners and employees.
1: Once the merger is complete, the new company is expected to have an annual revenue of $3 billion with 20,000 farmer owners throughout Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois. According to the cooperatives, their newly merged company will also have over 1,700 employees with 195 locations focusing on agronomy, energy, grain, and swine and feed production.
3: And it's great for our employee group that gives them a lot of opportunities as we continue to grow, to give them a lot of different positions, a lot of uh, ability to grow with the company. And that's our most important thing as we look at doing this. It's got to be good for our members. It's got to be good for our employees and we believe this is very exciting and it's gonna take us to that next level.
1: Keystone Cooperative will be headquartered at the site of the current corporate headquarters for Co-Alliance in Indianapolis. Still adds that Keystone Cooperative will be in an outstanding position for both strength and growth for the future. I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be one plus one equals three, and it brings great value to our shareholders. And I'm just looking forward to using the strengths from his team and the strengths of our team to really put together a championship team. You can hear my full interview with both Kevin Still and Jeff Troike as they discuss the merger and the new Keystone Cooperative. That interview at HoosierAgToday.com. You can also find it on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. It's a free download for iPhone and Android.
2: Farmers, the Fort Wayne Farm Show celebrates 35 great years at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Plan now to attend this huge three-day event featuring the area's largest variety of farm equipment and services and the latest technology. Register to win the grand prize, a Toro My MyRide zero-turn lawnmower, courtesy of Plebna Implement.
0: Admission is free. The Fort Wayne Farm Show at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum with 1,100 booths. January 16 through 18. open Wednesday
1: night till late. Well, as the budget battle continues on Capitol Hill, many ag groups are paying very close attention to what your lawmakers are doing in Washington. Sabrina Halverson has more.
4: Even as congressional leaders announced a deal on some appropriations for fiscal year 2024 on Sunday, National Cattlemen's Beef Association Vice President of Government Affairs Ethan Lane says the industry is watching D.C.
2: All of agriculture is watching the debate over government funding playing out on Capitol Hill at the moment. That first tranche of continuing resolution spending authority that the government is operating under right now expires on January 19th. That first tranche includes critical programs for cattle producers and and farmers and ranchers around the country.
4: That's because of the Ag Appropriations Bill included in that package, along with Energy and Water, Transportation HUD, and Military Construction and VA. Lane says there are hoops for the bill to get through.
2: So it really is going to be kind of all eyes on that discussion and how the border security fight is going to play into that and how Speaker Johnson is going to navigate the Freedom Caucus that's already criticizing the deal that he has uh, struck with Chuck Schumer in the U.S. Senate and what those prospects may be.
4: However, he says there's much to learn from Congress over the coming days.
2: We're back to talking about what a shutdown could mean for the cattle producers, for the ag industry in particular, and, and across the economy. As the Republicans Democrats on Capitol Hill battle over how to get this funding authority completed and finished so they can get on to other business. And it's going to provide a roadmap for what we can expect in farm bill discussions as the end of this Congress kind of comes to a close over the next 11 months. It really is going to be difficult with those tight majorities and shrinking majority for House Republicans with the departure of Kevin McCarthy and others to get something done on a partisan-only basis. So what happens in the next two weeks with spending authority is going to be a really good roadmap for what kind of fight we can expect on the farm bill in the coming months.
4: Read more at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Sabrina Halverson.
1: And I'm C.J. Miller. Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's farm radio network. Let's face it operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year that's why an operating loan from farm credit mid-america is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays
2: you back loan subject to credit approval additional terms and conditions may apply farm
1: credit mid america is an equal opportunity lender
0: the High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. We'll talk about home heat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet
1: their goals. That's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and
0: subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important.
1: We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you.
0: <laughs> Listen now on all platforms.
4: I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm forecast. We have a major winter storm complex, the second one in less than a week, trying to work through for tomorrow. But before we get there today, honestly, our weather doesn't look too shabby overall. We're going to put together a chilly day, but I don't think we have a lot of precipitation to deal with at this point in time. Clouds and limited sunshine but the clouds are really going to thicken up and lower as we move through the overnight tonight and into tomorrow today's clouds are mostly due to a clipper system trying to move through the great lakes putting some snow down in michigan tomorrow we have action coming up from the southwest so for your friday low pressure is going to be kicking out of north eastern parts of Oklahoma. It will track through Missouri and then meander through parts of Illinois. The low actually splits. We see a northern low and a southern low. The southern low is the one I think is most important as it travels through the boot heel of Missouri and then works its way through Illinois and Indiana. The track of the low right now suggests to me that we're looking at Almost all rain over southern Indiana tomorrow into tomorrow night. And where we can see rain go over to snow is going to be in northern Indiana. Now, timing of that up in the air and really the timing is going to impact how much snow falls but i am comfortable saying now we're going to be seeing decent snow in northern indiana i-70 northward let's just call that the delineation line but i really think the best snows are going to be way up there northern tier counties and maybe into michigan i will say at this point let's go ahead and pencil in two to six inches of snow at least in that northern indiana area from i-70 north and i will leave the door open for some bigger totals far north and northwest but again that comes down to the track of the low and we have another round of data to talk about there tomorrow morning before we really can feel comfortable on where this low is going to go southern indiana uh, definitely looking at almost all rain ohio almost all rain as well at this point, at least until we get to sunset uh, tonight, or rather tomorrow night, into the Saturday time frame. That's where we'll see lingering wraparound snow. The other thing that this system has that the first system earlier this week did not, gusty winds as the storm is moving through. It's going to be very windy here around this low, so blowing, drifting, that's going to be in my vernacular, and also wind chills, especially as we move into Saturday, because Arctic air is in play here. It's on the move. All right, we've spent enough time on the weather system. Let's talk about the aftermath behind it. Saturday, we see snows lingering over northern Indiana and Michigan as the low pulls out. Not heavy snows, but at least snow and blowing snow. Arctic air comes down well below normal temperatures for Saturday and very cold temperatures for Sunday. Then going from Sunday into Monday, there's a system that comes out of the central and southern plains. Doesn't want to lift as far north here, so I think we have to allow for snow over southern Indiana Sunday night and Monday with minor accumulations, but it's nothing that goes farther north. Clouds from that will be in control for everyone, and we may even see a few flurries across the state into Tuesday behind it, but really the cold air is the number one story through most of next week. Reinforcing shot of cold air comes in Thursday, Friday. We do have a little bit of light snow, that we're going to have to deal with for late in the week as well. Friday, a system passing by mostly to the south of us, but I think we have to allow for snow in Indiana all the way through the state. Light snow coating to several inches is probably all we'll end up with, but we'll see as we get closer to that storm event. And it brings down another round of very cold air to finish out the 10-day forecast window going into the weekend of the 19th, 20th, 21st. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Ryan Martin. Mixed and quiet markets, this is Who's
0: Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Farm Market Review. Not much movement in corn and wheat and lower in soybeans settlements coming up first market analysis which i grabbed at the end of the trading session from tom fritz efg group not much movement at all on wednesday tom in the corn and wheat markets a little over a dime down in soybeans and i'm sorry to wake you up from your wednesday nap with not much happening in the markets but appreciate you joining us for some comments
3: Ah, uh, you're absolutely right uh, trading is extremely slow andy Um, You know, it seems like everybody's waiting to see what the USDA has to say on Friday. Um, Not thinking that they're going to have much in the uh, line of surprises for us, but you never know. But uh, earlier this morning, CONAB, the Brazilian version of our USDA, uh, they came out with uh, their latest projections on uh, the Brazilian soybean crop as well as the uh, Brazilian corn crop. Uh, The Brazilian bean crop, uh, they lowered the uh, crop size 4.9 million tons to 155.269. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, okay, it's a noticeable drop, but I think it's well within the realm of expectations. So, um, you know, when that number came out at uh, uh, 6 a.m. Central Time, uh, the market rallied a whole two cents. And then since then, uh, you know, the uh, soybean market just uh, grinds lower. Soybean meal continues to be quite soft. Cash markets are soft. Uh, it seems like the, uh, uh, the I don't want to call it astounding rate of crush, but the uh, strong rate of crush uh, has caught up with the meal market and, uh, you know, prices continue to soften. So uh, going forward, Will the USDA give us any surprises uh, as to uh, quarterly stocks on Friday, uh, production updates, supply demand updates, um, you know trying to uh, figure out what they're going to say. You know right now you look at all the uh, smart guys' estimates, and uh, we're not looking for uh, much in the way of surprises. but uh, you know second trying to second guess the USDA can be a lesson in frustration, but uh, I will tell you volatility's down seems like people are very complacent that, uh, for the time being, our upside is limited. Uh, weather in Brazil is such that we've stopped the bleeding. Uh, I think uh, we'll have to see weather turn around on a dime back to hot and dry uh, before we start seeing another round of uh, lower estimates as far as crop size. Uh, so here you have CONAB at, uh, for round numbers, 155 million tons, and the low guess I've seen so far is 151 million tons. So no surprises in that regard. Corn market it's dead in the water. Um, I you know okay uh, bull spreads are working here a little bit. Uh, you know we've seen some index fund rebalancing that uh, calls for some buying, but uh, you know that's added some support to the corn market as has the idea that the market is quote unquote grossly short from the spec sector, including the uh, managed uh, fund sector. So uh, with that. Uh, has given some support to the corn market going into the uh, USDA numbers on Friday. And they're, again, looking at quarterly stocks, looking at uh, estimates on production, looking at estimates on usage, uh, projected carryout. Nobody's looking for much of a surprise. Uh, CONAB this morning uh, came out with a uh, total corn crop of 117.6. That's down 900,000 tons. Uh, That's going to come out of the first season corn crop. Second season corn crop uh, is still being uh, touted at 91.235 million tons. And uh, that's been the uh, CONAB's number for the last few months. CONAB will not uh, adjust that number until February. And uh, that would represent, you know, we've got some second season corn planting. So, uh, But, you know, the bottom line is 117.6. USDA is at 129. Uh, last month, and, you know, I pointed that out to uh, my listeners, and, you know, I I asked the question, what's the USDA thinking? Now, if the USDA decides to come in and get close to the CONAB corn number, that's going to be reflected in your world stocks, and, uh, you know, you'd see a break of uh, 10 million tons. That's a noticeable number, and if the USDA were to do that, And I'm not saying they're going to, but if they were to do that, that would create quite a buzz for uh, speculation on uh, Brazil's second season corn crop. So time will tell. Uh, Wheat market, where's your demand? I don't see it. Uh, You know, the other day, uh, Egypt was in for wheat. They took mostly Russian. And uh, bottom line is uh, we can't compete with Black Sea prices. Uh, Enough said. So on uh, Friday, the USDA will give us uh, wheat quarterly stocks, not looking for uh, anything major there. Supply demand, not looking for anything major there. But we are going to see winter wheat seedings. And uh, right now, the uh, smart guys are thinking that uh, winter wheat seedings could be down, uh, what is that, uh, 900,000 acres from uh, a year ago. And uh, most of that cut would come in the uh, hard red winter wheat acres. But, you know, speaking of the hard red winter wheat, uh, we've seen some excellent weather uh, down in the southern plains. Uh, When I say excellent, we've seen plenty of moisture. Uh, We've seen snow cover protection uh, that uh, will be in place for when uh, we get some brutally cold temperatures uh, this weekend, next week. So, um, you know, the rationale for owning wheat, you know, To me, it's always, uh, or I shouldn't say always, but uh, most of the time uh, when the wheat market rallies, it's due to technical considerations. And uh, bottom line, go look at a wheat chart. It's nothing but a broad trading range affair.
0: Market analyst Tom Fritz, he is in Chicago at EFG Group. It's the hat Wednesday farm market review and reviewing the settlements. March corn up a quarter cent going to 459 and a half, May unchanged 471 and a half, and July down 3 quarters at 481 and a quarter. Everything lower in beans, March 12 cents down 1236 and a half and May 1247 and a half 11 and a quarter lower and very quiet in wheat march six ten and three quarters up three quarters mixed and quiet in the meats february live cattle down to 170 75 and february lean hogs 7207 up 20 cents i'm andy eubank with the market review this is who's your ag today indiana's leading farm radio network